0: Hello guys, we are back. Uh, We missed you last week, but we have a really great episode in store for you today. So we hope that you enjoy it. Happy Feast of St. Joseph the Worker.
1: You want to draw face tattoos? (laughs) (laughs) Lexi literally asked me that the other night. Uh, She's like, let's draw face tattoos on each other. Is anyone else getting to the point of quarantine where it's starting to feel weird? Like, you're starting to do weirder things than you were a month ago? I feel like I've snapped and broken past a point.
0: Yeah. Or, like, Lexi and I, because we both are youth ministers, like, we usually don't see each other very much during the week, right? And, like, but, like, obviously now we see each other, like, all the time. And...
1: 24/7. Like twenty
0: four seven, and so like Lexi had to go into the office on Wednesday, and I legitimately was like, Lexi, like,
1: wait, you're leaving? She was like, I was like, okay, I'm going in. She goes, don't go. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. I was like, we're gonna become codependent. Yep. So that's our life. And then um, we were talking about weird offers that we've made to each <laughs> other, like, so want to awesome. draw face tattoos? And then Ashley was like, do you want to make a parody video about our lives? But guess what? Lexi said yes to that. I did. So, so we, we did, did it. They'll never highly, be seen I, by no, anybody No one will Oops. ever see them. I highly recommend it, though. It's like, really therapeutic. Find a family member or a friend. <laughs> and um, just make fun of yourselves. On... And then draw face tattoos. And then I draw guess. face tattoos, which we still haven't done, but I really want to because... I've thought about it. I've been like, okay, if I were post Malone and like if I were infinitely famous, right? And I could get a face tattoo without consequence, would I do it? And I don't know, guys, I might. Like, I've actually kind of always thought that my alter ego would be like covered in tattoos. Like, I would have sleeves and I'm visualizing this potentially a face tattoo. Yeah. I can see it. It So that's why I think that we should draw on Mm -hmm. on ourselves and just give each other, we should give each other sleeves.
0: Yeah. Here's the problem with that. (laughs) actually. Yeah. I I, am just not a good artist. So like you would just have like. Oh, I'm not either. You'd have flowers all over your arms. Like that's it. That's all I can draw. Flowers. Maybe some suns. Maybe some hearts. We
1: can find like pictures online and try and draw them.
0: You know, yeah, we could.
1: I think we should do it.
0: Maybe. I'll let you do it to me. No, I want them. Okay. Well, you're going to get hearts then.
1: <laughs> I think I think you can do better than that. I think I, don't know. I think we should experiment and do it.
0: Maybe. We'll see. Okay. We'll I'm gonna, see.
1: I'm going to make her do
0: it. We've been doing a lot of very, very fun things. We've also like gone on walks and like done like push-ups on the railroad tracks.
1: Yeah. But don't worry there were no trains coming. Me. I we
0: was checked. like a, like
1: disclaim. Ashley, like obsessively checked. I was like, "Let's go, it's fine." And she was like, "Wait, are there trains coming?" <laughs> no. Once again, the difference. It was great though. You and me. So interesting thing about that walk. Right before we had gone on that walk.
0: I <laughs> think we're going to say this We last were year.
1: yeah, we were reading a book and it's actually the book that we're going to be talking about today. Kind of. Um, well, it's it inspired the topic the top. that we're talking about today. The book is called A Return to Modesty. Who's
0: it by? What's her name? Her name is Wendy Shalee, and she's like this B.A. like Shale. Shalee. Oh my gosh, I never wait, is it Shalee? Now I have to check. I think it's Shalee. Wendy. I'm friends with her on Facebook. She has no idea who I am, but that's fine. Yeah, Wendy Shalee. Guys, it's me. Um, anyways, uh, she's this like BA Jew. Like, I love her. <laughs> like <laughs> She's so cool. She's this B.A. Jew. <laughs> <laughs> well, she is. Anyways. Yeah, know she is. But Lexi and I were having a conversation the other day about, I don't even know what, uh, modesty. Probably, probably. boys. Boys. I don't, I don't know. No. Anyways, and I was like, Lexi, there was this book I read in college, and it's called A Return to Modesty by this B.A. Jew. B.A. Jew. And should like,
1: it's so good. So we've literally,
0: every day for the past, like... Well, not every day we missed a day, I think, but like for a while, like a week, yeah. Um, we've been having read aloud time, and it's
1: been so I love read aloud like, time with Ashley. Highly recommend this book. But okay, it's so so we're gonna be talking about it today. But just to to bring it full circle with our walk oh, that yeah, we took right. the other day, so it's all about like modesty, and but then it also goes into you know our current sexual culture. And we were reading this whole, and it's, it's literally the title of this section is called Stalking and, what was it? I don't have my glasses raping. on. Raping. Stalking and raping. Um, and we just read that section, and then Ashley was like, do you want to go for a nighttime walk? <laughs> and that's so we did. And that's we went the trick tracks. And it was great. I mean, no. Wait, did we? Yes, we did. Yeah. And it was really fun, though, but it was also kind of like, Wow, we just read this whole section about stalking and raping, and now we're on a nighttime walk.
0: But we're good. Yeah, and now we're further inspired to talk about yeah modesty, so, which is a word that I actually think more often than not makes people cringe.
1: Oh, a hundred. I used to be
0: one of them, in fact.
1: So that's exactly why the reason that we're that we're talking about this today is because we were inspired by this book, and um, what we decided that we're going to do is go into the common misconceptions about modesty. And so we're going to go, it's Aquinas style, right? I think I must have spilled something on this map. The, cat the cat just cat's just like like Ooh. licking the map. There, It wouldn't be a podcast
0: without mention of the cat. Let's be okay. honest. <laughs> Hi, She's Dale. You mascot. got your
1: method. You got your podcast shout out. Um, we're going to go and, and we're going to basically make an argument against modesty and then refute that argument and make the argument for modesty, which is Aquinas, right? He's the one who does that. In the yes. suma? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we're going to go suma um, style. On contrary. That was weird.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, anyways. Ashley's being weird with the cat. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's what we're going to do with modesty. So we're going to go like refutation style. And we're going to make an argument against modesty and for modesty. And it's going to be great um ashley and i get, both get very stoked up about this topic so stoked up yeah like a fire like you stoke the fire oh, okay so you get stoked up i used to say stoked stoked or fired up that's true That's I, I did just combine stoked those two. up was pretty cool stoked up <laughs> we get stoked up about this topic so uh it's sure to be a, a vibrant episode and i'm i'm actually really excited to just dive into it
0: it's gonna be great me too so I think uh, one of the first uh, arguments against modesty that Lexi and I, when we were thinking about this, that we, that we think of is um, your body is bad. Right? So, like, like, that's why you're being modest. Right? you're being modest because, because you think you, your body's you bad. Body bad, or not even like you think it, like, oh, the church tells us to be modest because our bodies are so bad and they're like, so shameful. Like, make sure you hide them. Right. Um, and that's actually like, are we refuting it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, great. That's, just, that's the argument, so I basically. Tried. I don't think there's that much more to <laughs> well, say. Yeah. <laughs> but I just want to make sure I wasn't jumping the gun. Here. No, you're good. Um, but yes, like, But the reason that that's, that's just, it's actually the opposite, right? Like the church and all of her teachings on sexuality in general, uh, not the least of which is modesty, um, is, is because the body is so good and ought to be reverenced, right? Because the body should never be seen apart from the person, right? Because we are body, soul beings. And so if, if my, if my body is being seen just as this object, um, then, then you're no longer seeing me. And so, so, the argument for modesty, right, for dressing properly is not because the body is bad; it's because the body is so good, and I want you to see me, the body
1: soul being that I am absolutely. so it's um going to the goodness of the body. uh we're using the catechism a lot today because we're in case you're wondering, <laughs> the Catechism section on modesty is a banger, like super strongly recommend reading this section on modesty, you start with paragraph. 2522 two, and go through section 2524. 2522 so two, 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 Those three paragraphs. Um, and at one point it says, hmm, it says, where is it? Where's the veiling part? Did I write it down? I don't know. Hold on. There's only three paragraphs. So you'd think it would <laughs> think that it hard pop right out thinking. at you. Here we go. Oh, it's literally the third sentence. It says, modesty means refusing to unveil what should remain hidden. So we might think that when something is veiled, it means that it's bad, but actually it's the exact opposite in the church. The things that are veiled in the church, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I know like St. Michael's doesn't do this. So you guys might not know. Do you guys have a a veiled tabernacle? No. So it's tradition. And actually Therese was like super scandalized that some, St. Therese, she was super scandalized that some churches didn't veil their tabernacles. That was like abhorrent to her because she was, in the In the Old Testament, the Ark of the Covenant was veiled, and we actually hear when when Jesus dies that the veil is torn um, so the whole point of veiling something we veiled the presence of God, and obviously, the presence of God is not bad. the presence of God is the best thing that we have i'm sure you guys can probably think of the the time in our lives when the veil is the most common, which is a wedding, right like the bride wears a veil and Traditionally in the church um, and, and, and in a lot of churches, she actually veils her face and then the groom pulls back the veil when he meets her, right? So the whole point is that you veil something that is so good that it deserves, that only certain people who are worthy deserve to behold this thing that is so good. And that is, like, so countercultural right now. Mm. Because right now the idea in our culture is, like, if there's a good thing, everybody should see it, right? Like, I am as good as people who think I'm good. Right. And so it's, like, if I'm good, then I should be famous, right? Like, the best people should be famous. Because they should be well-known. They, they should be the most seen people. And, like, you guys, God hides his gems. He veils his gems. That's St. Therese 101, right? Like the best things are the hidden things. And God actually veils his gems. Therese also talks about a scent. Like when something has a really strong, really good scent, you keep it enclosed because if you open it, then the scent, it loses its scent, Mm. right? So like you enclose it so that only the people who, who want to go like actually smell it, you know, can open the box and smell it. So it's just like this whole concept that good things are veiled, not bad things are veiled, And that's modesty. Yep, absolutely. Which actually I think that kind of le- um, leads
0: into um, another, another common misconception about modesty is that like, oh, the reason that you're dressing modestly is because you must, you must be insecure. Like mm-hmm. you must not like mm-hmm. what you have to show, right. right? And so instead you're covering yourself up. Um, And yet what you're speaking to, what you just spoke to Lexi is like, no, that's, that's not it at all. Like it's, it's not about, um, about being insecure. It's actually, I think the most secure women dress the most modestly. I totally agree. And I'm not talking like potato sacks. That's not what I mean by modesty. Right. I mean, like, you're not flaunting your body. Mm -hmm. Um, you're still stylish probably. Right. Like that's right. (laughs) Lexi would be upset if you weren't. Um, (laughs) but like, right. Like it's, um, there's, there's a deep security in women like that because they're not like, oh my gosh, I have to show these, these sacred parts of myself in order to, to be valued and to be seen. It's not attention seeking. Right, right, exactly. Um, would you add anything to refute that one, Lex? I feel like that kind of
1: goes hand in hand. The like whole with thing the, about like, you must oh, be insecure. insecure. I think the only thing I would add is that there certainly are women out there who dress who cover up because they are insecure. Yes. So certainly that is true for some women, right? That um, the reason that they are covering themselves is because they're really insecure about their body. And so that's not good. Right, that's right? not modesty. That's not modesty, though. That's just insecurity. So there's a big difference between, between dressing, you know, covering yourself because you're insecure and covering yourself because you're modest. And we have to check our hearts on that and, and see which one it is. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. 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 That would be my only addition, I think. Okay. Cool. So um, I, when we brought this topic up recently with a group of my ninth graders, um, one of our, our awesome ninth graders stood up and she was like, okay, so this whole modesty thing, like I am not on board because I really think that it's the guy's responsibility to treat women well regardless of what they're wearing. Like I should be able to dress the way that I want to dress. And if a guy is turned on by that, like that's his responsibility, not mine. Mm. What would you say to that?
0: Yeah, I think something that, um, first of all, it is true that uh, men are in control of their thoughts, right? Like, sure. However, I think that something um, that we forget, especially in our culture, which is so about like, what do I want? What do I want to do? What's going to be good for me? Blah, 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 blah. Is we lose sight of the fact of like, we're not individuals that are just like fighting our own battles. Like we are a team. Mm-hmm. And so the way that I dress, um, is actually like going to be an act. It can be an act of love towards those around me. Right. That's not like diminishing me. That's not, um, oppressing me. Right. Because it's, it's not all about
1: me. Do you get what I'm saying? Lexi? Like, and, um, I lost my train of thought. To be honest with you, no, so it's I good. Pick it's, it up from uh, here, but... Yeah, along with that, the, so two points with this. First of all, Ash, you started with the premise that men are in control of their thoughts, and I think to an extent that that's true. But I would also make an argument that, and this is a, another like a theological philosophical argument that others have made. You don't control what comes into your brain. Right. You control what you do with it. Absolutely. And and something that always comes to mind when this principle comes up of like a guy should be able to control his thoughts is like. Um. Yes and no, right? It is good that men are sexually attracted to women. And sometimes we act like that's a bad thing. Yeah. Like, oh, if he's sexually attracted to me, that's bad. He shouldn't be. Right. And I'm like, no, we are designed to be sexually attracted to each other. Yeah. That is a good thing. It is good that men like women in a sexual way because that's, sex is good, right? We have right. to remember that sex is good in the right time and place modesty guards the time and place yes and so we don't like it is good that men are sexually attracted to women it is not good if a man is sexually attracted to women in class yes right like that's when it becomes problematic and so um while men do have control to a certain extent over what thoughts they indulge none of us have control over what thoughts pop into our brain right like I know that that's true for me as well. It's we we don't choose what comes to our brain, especially men who are so much more visually stimulated than women. Like there's a, I know Jason Everett says this. I think he's quoting someone else, but I don't remember who it is. Like men are stimulated through their eyes, and women tend to be more stimulated through our ears. And that's That's like science. That's actually (laughs)
0: like I was even going to say too that like, and I'm actually going to like think out loud. So so Lexi, you can critique this analogy, but I think just as we would demand that a guy not just tell us what we want to hear um, or like play with our hearts. If it's true that our ears are like kind of what kind of lends Uh itself. Right. Like where you're going right. So, so yeah, you might be like, you could, you could make the same argument. Like, well, you know what girl, like you just need to control your head. You need to control your thoughts. You need to not let those sweet words sway you. Yes. There is, there is some truth to that. Just as there is some truth to the guy who sees a woman's body out of the right context and dress provocatively. Right. Right. And mm-hmm. like, yep. They, they have a choice to make right there. They can look away. Right. Yeah. And they can uphold their dignity just as a girl. When she hears those sweet swaying words, whatever can like check herself and, 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 yep. and be in control. But also like, I would, I personally can say that I've been hurt by men who have taken liberty with that. Yeah. And Who've I been don't immodest think, with their words, been immodest right, with their just words just and right. I don't think that that's, um, me asking too much or me infringing upon men. Um, like, Oh, come on. Like mm-hmm. by, by asking them to like step that up just as I don't feel like they're infringing upon me to say, Hey, this is kind of my Achilles heel. Like,
1: yeah. Can you help me out with that? Absolutely. And that, that goes into the second point that I was going to make, which goes into your topic, um, that you were, asked, that you were talking about, like how we're, we're, meant to care for one another. When, whenever girls say, you know, it's his responsibility um, the verse always comes into my mind when Cain, when God asks Cain, where is your brother? And he says, Am I my brother's keeper? And it's interesting because God doesn't directly answer that question, but you get the the idea, yes. Yes, yes, yes you, you are. You are your brother's keeper, right? And and it's funny because Cain asks that question sarcastically, but God's answer is like, yeah, yeah, you are your brother's keeper. Yeah. And so I always think about that, how women are basically saying like, am I my brother's keeper? Yeah. And it's like, yeah, yes, you yeah, are. dear, you are, you are. And he's meant to be yours. It's not we, oppressive. We exist for each other. Right. We're meant to serve each other. We, men and women are meant to serve each other. Yep. Not just women serving men, not just men serving women. We're meant to serve each other. Yep. And so it's good. And, and I mean this in like the most, the most, you know, as feminist as I can be, <laughs> women are meant to serve men. We are, we're meant to serve them. Likewise, men are meant to serve us, right? It goes both ways, but we have to think of ourselves as the servants of our brothers. Mm-hmm. That's really important. And so when we see that we have that much sway and control over them and that like these thoughts are spilling into their brains without their control and then they, they choose what they do with them. But like, it's hard, it's hard to fight those thoughts when they come to you.
0: And I think just to kind of make this practical too, so I think about some of my friends who are married and like They, I have one, one couple friend in particular that talked about like outdoing each other. This is like scriptural, like outdoing each other in generosity. Yeah. Right. And like, they don't do that because it's like, oh, fine. Okay. Yeah. I'll be modest. Okay. Fine. I'll serve you. Like, like they do that out of love. And I, I've seen, I'm thinking of one particular couple in particular. I just said that particular three times. Um, (laughs) particularly this particular couple, particular, particular um, particular couple. (laughs) But it's not this like stagnant rule following thing. Yes. Their love is multiplying. Yes. There, there is like such a, they see each other so clearly and so beautifully and so reverently that like those sacrifices that they made while dating um, and that they honestly, there's still a level of modesty that you have to have in marriage. I think, totally. you know, like depending whatever different things, but like there's this reverence that they have for each other. And, and to me, I'm like, that's so worth it. Like I, I, like that, we aren't, we aren't fighting for these things for the sake of like, this is what's right. Like, yes, it is right. But why is it right? It's right because it actually brings and, and, and deepens
1: love, Mm -hmm. you know, a hundred percent. And,
0: and I also, something else I tell my girls a lot is I'm like, I think there is something to be said about this. I think I grew up thinking that, that the reason I was supposed to dress modestly was just for the sake of guys. Yes. And, and while what we just said is like, yep, you are your brother's keeper, just as he is your keeper and blah, 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 blah. That is true. I found that modesty clicked for me when I started with, Oh, I respect myself. Exactly. I want to mm-hmm. reverence who I am. And there are parts of me that no one has the right to encounter no one has the right to see, right? Because I am I am too worthy of that. Exactly. And so the way that I dress is not like oh I better put these, you know, this baggy sweatshirt on so that I don't turn a man out Like no, it's right. like like wear something cute. That's not the, that's not the issue. But like I, I am upholding my own dignity, and then in the process, you end up upholding their dignity. Like it's just yes. it's it's a starting point, and and that mm-hmm. was such a that was such a um, a turning point for me because otherwise I think it can slightly start to feel like this, like, oh, it's just because men are pigs. like Yes.
1: No. Like, Absolutely. You know? And I, I just want to make a clarification and I like, huh, I always feel like I shouldn't have to say this, but I'm going to anyway. Like... Even if a woman is dressed immodestly, it does not give a man permission to like fantasize about her or act inappropriately towards her. Absolutely. Never, ever, ever. Right. So I'd never want to sound like we're shaming women who dress immodestly or like you asked for it. We're giving men permission to do that. Like never, ever. Right. So a man does have control over what he does with the thoughts that come into his brain always. And he always should have control over his actions. Yeah. So it's, it's never giving men permission to be icky. I just want to make sure and clear. Yeah. And I think that's good. And I
0: think that's true for everything. Like every, nobody is ever um, off the hook for a sin they commit. Right. right? Like you chose it. You, you committed it. But as if we're really the body of Christ, then we're going to do our darndest, our darndest, our darndest old lady to, to help each other turn away from sin. Yeah. That, and whatever the sin, whatever the temptation, not
1: just modesty, Um, that is the Christian journey together. You know and this kind of that kind of brings me into one of the next um, things that I want to refute, which is that modesty is just for women, um, that only girls need to be modest hmm. and and it also kind of ties into the other another um, uh, misconception, which is that modesty is only about dress yeah so can we talk about how Modesty is more than just dress, and why that leads us to also um bring men into the virtue of modesty and how it's not just a woman's virtue yeah, but i'm going to ask you to start on that, yeah, totally, okay yeah. um so first of all, okay, so we'll start with that modesty is not just a dress thing mm-hmm. um and this is i I think for me this is one of the number one conceptions misconceptions that people have is that Modesty is about how you dress, period. Yeah. But modesty is a virtue, which means mm. that it goes all the way to the soul, right? Mm. And so Say that
0: again. That's so good.
1: Modesty is a virtue. So it goes, it goes all the way to the soul. Oh, it's not just a body issue. That's so beautiful. Because first of all, we have to remember that we're a body-soul composite. Mm-hmm. We're not a soul with a body. We're not a body with a soul. We're a body-soul composite, right? We are both. I, I always think like put them in a blender. Right. We are both like you can't once you have it in a blender and you blend it, you can't separate the two. Mm, Like we are a body soul smoothie. Okay. So, (laughs) um, cannot be separated. Right. We go, it's all integrated into each other. So, um, our, our body expresses what's in our soul. And so, um, modesty is again about keeping veiled what ought to be veiled. Mm -hmm. The catechism has this line. Hoo, buddy. Every time that I read this line, I'm like undone. Okay. It's, um, yeah. Okay. This is, oh, and I was wrong. Two, five, two, one. It starts at not two, five, two, two. You shipped us
0: up a paragraph. I did.
1: I did. I did. I did. And it's even the best. It's the best. Okay. This is in two, five, two, one. And it's just one sentence, but (laughs) it's so good. Modesty protects the intimate center of
0: oh, the Oh yes. Person.
1: Sorry, I talked over it because I got so excited. Say it again. <laughs> Sorry, I thought that was really funny. Modesty protects the intimate center of the person. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Modesty protects the intimate center of the person. I don't know. I don't it almost that quote almost goes so deep for me that I don't even like, have don't the even appropriate words to flesh it out, it. but I, I will try. So it's so much more than just about, like, protecting certain body parts. It's about protecting the center of who you are as a person. Like, your you, your I, your ego, like, the good kind of ego. And I know this is, like, philosophy, so I don't know if you even know what that is. But, like... The thing that you dummies. makes you, I'm not, I'm saying I don't know if you know what that is. Maybe yeah, you do, it's that's funny. great, but that's okay if you don't because it's like a it's a philosophical thing. Your your deepest, most intimate the thing that you mean when you say I. Mm. When you say I XYZ. I XYZ. The the you, the you-ness of you, the thing that makes you I. It protects that. Mm. And so modesty is not just about the way that you dress. Modesty is about refusing to unveil what should remain veiled all the way to the deepest center of your heart. I was actually just having a conversation with someone about this and, and he was kind of like, he was basically saying, you know, you don't talk about the deep stuff that's going on in your life with everybody. And I was like, you know what? And I was thinking about that because, um, I, it it made me think, and it was a good way of making me think, but I was like, you know, you're so right. I don't. Mm -hmm. And, um, I think that that's a good thing. Yeah. I think it's actually really good that again, like what we were talking about earlier with the guys that we don't overshare with each other about what's going on in our hearts and lives with anyone ever. Like we shouldn't talk about the most intimate things that are going on in our lives with people who we've known for two weeks. We we shouldn't. And it's not that we can't have deep, real meaningful conversations with those people, but as far as like sharing our most intimate self, our most intimate right. person, that's not appropriate right because that deserves to remain veiled mm-hmm. and and again i think about the old testament the pe- so there were for the ark of the covenant which was the presence of god okay there were levels of veils mm-hmm. like Certain priests could get through certain levels. Certain people who were ordained in a certain way could get past the levels of veils. I don't know how many levels there were, but there were like different veils. And some people could get past the first veil. Some people could get past the second veil. Some people could go all... There was like one person, I think, who could go all the way to the Ark of the Covenant. Which is so our hearts, right? That's so our hearts. Like Some people only deserve to get through that first veil. Some people can get through the second. Some people can get through the third. And then maybe one gets to the, to the heart, to the center. And I think you know, that's how we understand Christian marriage, really, is that that's the person who has, who has won the right to get to the ultimate center of a person. Mm-hmm. And, and really, though, even, God is the only one who goes right. all the way to the center of our heart. Right. It's only him. Mm -hmm. Even with, even in marriage, I remember, um, I was talking to a married couple, my old youth minister and, and her husband, he, he said this line that burned into my memory. He was like, you know, I love Rachel was her name. He's like, I love Rachel, but I, I also know, and I have to accept, and it's kind of weird for me to accept, but I have to accept that there are parts of her heart that only God will know. And man, it's just like, that's the, that's modesty making sure that not everyone sees everything because you are so worthy. It's like the Bible verse. Don't cast your pearls before swine, mm. right? That that you are so valuable and not everyone is going to respect that. It's like giving a child a, a crystal glass. Like the child does not deserve the crystal glass. The child is not going to hold that crystal glass with the reverence and the capable? dignity and the respect because it's just not capable and like there are people we need to decide who is worthy of giving mm-hmm. that extremely delicate extremely valuable part of ourselves to
0: and i think we can all recall times where we're like ooh yeah mm-hmm. like that that affir- it's almost like a negative experience affirms what you're saying because so true because you know like Ooh, at least maybe it's just cause I'm an external processor. So this maybe happens to me more than I'd like to admit. No. Oh no. It's happened to me to plan to <laughs> but, but where you're like, Oh, you know what? Nope. I, that was a sharing that that person was not, that person mishandled, mishandled it. Or not even like they did anything wrong, but I'm like, Ooh, we didn't, that did not match the level of our relationship. Yes. You know? Yep. And yep. like, and that sometimes for me, that's been like, um, you know, I don't mean to be like weird, but like, yeah, sometimes that can have like a physical consequence right? Yep. of like, yeah, for sure. I, yep. That's not cool. But it can, it can also be this emotional or this, um, mm-hmm. yeah, just this, like you're saying, like the words in which you're speaking are, are, are too deep and you kind of get that like, ooh, yeah. I, like, kind of like this feeling of like, I feel a little bit, um, it's almost like the naked with shame.
1: Like, yes, you know, the naked like, with shame, totally. Because that's,
0: modesty is meant to guard that naked without shame and not just in the physical sense, mm-hmm. but in the trueness of that person, like you, the quote you just read, right? The center of the person. Uh, Modesty upholds that, so that the person before whom you are naked, like there is no shame there. Right, it's safe. That Mm -hmm. person sees you, Mm -hmm. Um,
1: and yeah, it's it's pretty epic. So then that then it ties into the second part of the question that we were talking about. The second part of the 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 misconception, which is that modesty is only a female Mm -hmm. virtue, that only women need to be modest, and that is so wrong. Um, while it might be true that modesty has like some peculiarity to the woman, if that makes sense, that she is called in a very particular and maybe special way to modesty because of her elevated dignity, um, men need to be modest because they are also dignified. And as soon as there's anything with dignity, it requires modesty, uh, because, the center of a man is just as dignified as the center of a woman. Right. And so that deserves to be veiled and, and appropriately reverenced as well. And I think that, though, for men, it does tend to express itself a little bit
0: I think it is. I, I mean, thinking, like, so today is the feast day of St. Joseph the Worker, and, like, he's known, like, one of the ways that he's reverenced is for his humility, which I think very much leads into this modesty, right? And, like, the mm-hmm. modesty um, that he, making a face, like... Okay. I don't know if you're, sorry. I thought you were like, never mind. Sorry, sorry guys. I overanalyzed Lexi's face <laughs> more than I should.
1: Um, <laughs> um apparently my thinking face, I thought of her very... face was
0: like, whoa, like I thought it was like a heresy. Like, oh
1: mind. no, sorry. Um, I'm no, 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 to-
0: totally, thinking. totally fine. I'm thinking out loud too, you know, but like, I think about how like St. Joseph, he was a man, he's very known for his silence and like that he doesn't, there's not a single word that we have written in scripture from him. Yet he's mighty and he's fierce and he's a protector and he is a, an absolutely key component um, in our story of salvation, right? Yeah. Um, but I think that that speaks to his modesty. Like he he didn't, he didn't go where, his words didn't go
1: where they weren't meant to go. What do you think of that? I'm no, thinking, I uh, actually, t- I totally, so it makes me think of something that, that said about Mary, which I think is. Likely also true about Joseph because he was a man of few words. Um, When, when really great things happened to Mary, it says she kept these things and pondered them in her heart. Right? Like she didn't talk about them. She kept them in her heart. That's modesty. She kept those things veiled within her heart. And so I imagine that something similar was also true of Joseph, oh, especially since he wasn't speaking about them, right? That mm. he also, to some capacity, right, kept them in his heart, which is, that's modesty. He kept those things veiled in his heart. Yeah. That's good, and, that's good stuff.
0: And like, I was even, so I just did this consecration to St. Joseph, like, you know, a couple hours ago. Yeah. yeah. Um, and one of the things that they talked a lot about in, in this preparation that I did and in this in the reading that I did for that was how like his, how Joseph enabled uh, Mary's fiat. And like, and I'm just thinking about how that's like. That just gave me chills. (laughs) But I mean, like, and like, and in one sense, and maybe again, I'm thinking out loud, so maybe I'm going to stretch this too far for modesty, but like, it's almost like his, his modesty in not oversharing and not freaking out and not blah, 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 like allowed that fiat to be. Said I don't know. Well, certainly now. now okay, maybe maybe he I don't certainly
1: know to... respected Mary's modesty. Like he certainly enabled her modesty. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it's a better okay. way of saying it too. Yeah. And and because because it was so dignified and so intimate between her and the Lord. Like she became pregnant with the Son of God, right? So yeah. that's the level Can't of intimacy that was there, right? <laughs> and and that's actually really interesting because there would have been a level of like modesty that availing right that Joseph needed to respect mm-hmm. and and that's you know why we believe that Mary's ever virgin right and that she and Joseph were married and that they had a Josephite marriage but they never consummated that marriage right and right. so that would be a that would be a modesty their their whole
0: relationship is like the pinnacle of modesty mm-hmm. And again, it's not like, oh, you're bad, you're bad, you're bad, you're bad, or like, oh my gosh, I can't, I don't actually love you, like, because we're not, you know, Mm -hmm. having that kind of a relationship. It's like such an elevated relationship of like, I see you,
1: yes, and And that's really chastity too. That's true. Chastity and modesty modesty are really modesty is the guardian of chastity. Yes, like I think that's even said in the catechism. It's something like that. Like modesty is the guardian of chastity, and so because Joseph, we we can like every time that we see Joseph, he's holding a lily right and that's symbolic of his purity and and the chastity and purity that he exercised right because he saw the the dignity and the goodness and he knew that he was not one of the people who had been ordained to go past that veil yeah. and he didn't and and modesty would have been very necessary i imagine in order to honor that yep. and uphold that yep. so it it makes total sense that yeah. joseph would be i mean Heck, if we're struggling with modesty, like pray to Saint Joseph. But like, you, it's it proves that modesty is a masculine virtue as well, and I think it's actually really necessary for men too. Because I don't, I just don't think that we talk enough about how like men get hurt too, you know, and men get used as well. Like yeah. we talk often about how women are, you know, taken advantage of, especially physically and stuff. But and it's because it's true. It is totally true. Yeah. But men also get used Mm -hmm. and get hurt and, and you know, like the crystal glass that is the heart of a man is often dropped by the heart of an uncaring woman. And so I think it's like, it's really important for men to guard themselves as well. That
0: was so sad, Lexi. Well,
1: it's true. It's true. It's so so devastating. devastating. We like, don't, talk. I'm like so big on this. Like we don't talk enough about the hearts of men and how like they're hurt and And it's, modesty protects that, you know, modesty protects our hearts.
0: I think too, one of the things I think it would be like problematic not to say is I know that for me with, with my teens, like oftentimes when we go to camp, right? Like the girls are asked to wear a particular swimsuit and then the guys wear like they can be topless. Like what the heck? That's not fair. Da, 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 da. And, um, and so I think that like, we have to address that, like. Yeah, I actually want to hear your response to that, Lexi. Like, how do you
1: explain that? Because hate, first of all, I hate swimming because swimming is <laughs> <laughs> Screw swimming. Every time that we're gonna go swimming with a youth group, I'm like, can we just not everybody I wear, like don't wanna deal with the swimsuit situation? Because I here's the problem: because I don't I'm torn, I've been torn since I was in high school. About what is appropriate and not appropriate to wear when you go swimming. So like I just hate it. It's I'm bad at it. I'm not good at knowing what's appropriate and what's not. Because the catechism even says, like, cultures make modesty different. Modesty presents itself differently in different cultures. Yeah. And so I always question, I'm like, is this an ism of our culture where it that just is, it's not even immodest anymore? Because it's like, obviously at one point it was, but has it been so incorporated in us? A like bikini? wearing Guys not wearing a shirt when they go swimming or women wearing a two piece suit, like obviously within, within some reason, right. It's not okay. You know, but, um, I just never know like where the line is. And then you could almost go the opposite
0: way where it's like, because our culture is so sexualized, then both are equally
1: problematic. Right. And I, so it's so hard anyway, but the point, the point of it is like, we want to get to, we want to get to the heart of the issue. Right. So I guess I would just say, um. As you are discerning what you wear, men and women, both of you, like dress with this concept in mind. Yes, yes, yes. If you are ever wearing something that makes you feel overly exposed or vulnerable, that is your heart of modesty. Like that is, that is, that's virtue whispering in your ear. And it might
0: be subtle. I think it's important to say that because we can numb that in ourselves. Totally. You need to listen for it.
1: Totally. And then we can also go the other direction and say like, I have to wear a turtleneck and a long skirt forever because (laughs) anything else makes me, and I I know families that are like that and it's, um, it kind of breaks my heart as well because that's also not modesty. Like it can be fear and that can be scrupulosity and it can be, um, You know, it it can get blown out of proportion too. So it's like, just try and listen to your conscience. Ask God to help you form your conscience.
0: And actually I'm going to encourage you because I think it's what's tricky. And and maybe this is just because I I hear it a lot as a youth minister, but perhaps before you go and try to get everybody on the same page, outlaw this, outlaw Mm -hmm. that, spend time making a decision for yourself first examine your heart what is tempting to you what can you do if you see like if you're a girl and you're like yeah i don't like when guys are wearing swimsuits without shirts okay spend some time in prayer with that Mm -hmm. what's going on what control do you have over that right what you know be objective try to be objective for a little bit Mm -hmm. and then and then you act accordingly i think that that's something that um that is so important with modesty is that we own it first, which I think is what you're getting at, Lexi. Yeah. Before we try to, great way of saying it. to to, make a big standard, everybody, you need yes. to follow this. Yes. Um, and again, there's reasons, like if people are like, I'm just not gonna wear a suit, like, okay, nope, too far. Sorry, <laughs> too go, far. Go reexamine your conscience, right. right? But like, um, but I think that like that I would encourage you to do that before we try to make a movement, spend time seriously. And, and ask, seriously asking yourself those questions and prayerfully asking yourself those I
1: think questions. exactly. Along with that, allow others to do the same. And, and really, I, this is where I've landed for the most part. Allow other people to have different standards than you. C.S. Lewis talks about this, so it made me feel more affirmed than that after I read that he said the same thing. He was like, generationally even, you know, because the length of skirts that were appropriate for women has changed so much over the years. It's like it used to be that if you were showing your ankles, you were insanely scandalous. And so, you know, a, a girl who had a skirt that was at her knee, her grandma would be like freaking out and, and saying that that's insanely inappropriate. Now today, if a girl's wearing a skirt to her knee, I'm like, oh, praise God, like, We made it all the way to the knee, you know? And so it's, it's just culture really, (laughs) it's true. raise God. It's true. I actually do that.
0: But Lexi, here's something that I want to caution against. And I'm going to put you on the spot. Great. Like I haven't already been doing that. Great. Um, Okay. So how do you guard against, because, okay. So sure. Cultures have changed, right? Times have changed. Generations look at things differently. But how do you, how do you balance that with still upholding the objective truth? Of, right. Because I think otherwise we'd be like, oh, well, yeah, like everybody's just naked now. So it's fine. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. it's totally cool. It's what we've accepted. Mm-hmm. No, there's something
1: wrong with that. Mm-hmm. So what's the line? It's, it's a great question, but I think that the line is more in the hearts of people than it is in the length of skirt. Like. I don't really want to requote you on that. <laughs> <laughs> Go for <laughs> it's it. so funny. Go for it. Okay. Because I think it's like in, it's in the attitude and the disposition of the, of the people in the culture. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't think that any culture that really is praying and valuing modesty would say nudism. Great. True. Like, but I also, I, I think it's possible for people of genuine goodwill and virtue to differ on their, their standards. So I don't ever want to draw a line on the human body and say like, don't cross this line. Yep. And so like, if, if you go above the knee, it's, always immodest like I don't think I can say that yep. so I think that it's more of a disposition of heart than it is a line and a, a number of inches of skin that you're allowed to show does that make sense mm-hmm. and so it's but it's, it's it, hard I think,
0: I think I totally think that that's true I think it's also like something that like when we say that we mean you need to take it seriously. You have before. to take like it seriously. Like, it's not just like, heart. oh, like, I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it. And I say stuff. that because exactly. I've been guilty of that. Exactly. Like, me oh, it's too. fine. I'm going to wear like, leggings. I'm comfortable wearing booty shorts, or so whatever. It's totally yeah, fine so it's for fine. me to do that. I'm, I've accepted it. That's different mm-hmm. than, like, no, I have actually, like, when I'm in my deepest honesty, yes. I don't feel revealed. Exactly. Right? And if that's exactly. true, then okay. Mm-hmm. But. And I do think that there are lines, there are hard, I mean, maybe you and I will disagree on this, but like, personally, I don't think booty shorts are ever acceptable, right? Like, I can't think of a situation uh, where that's ever necessary.
1: The only Um, place I can ever go there is like, tribes in Africa, who wear little to no clothing and always have. And it's yeah. been like, but then at the same time, I'm like, okay, well, they're also probably not worshiping the Christian God. And if they did, maybe, maybe that would maybe. change. Yeah. So it's, I, I don't know. So I think I would probably go with you that. But
0: I'm just saying like, there are lines, but they're not clear. I think that's just important. Yeah. Like, there are lines. There yeah. absolutely are. But, but it takes a little nuancing and some yes. praying yes. to get to that.
1: Yes. And I, I think that also along with that, the time and place matter a lot. So like what you wear in church is going to be different than what you wear for a day to the beach. Yep. Like, and that's okay for that to be different too. So that, that so matters. John Paul II
0: talks about that. Yeah. Actually. And I got to mention him. Of you course. You well, you got to mention Therese twice. So, so I have mean, to I, only, I only, about I only talked about him once. So. Yeah.
1: I mean, Dress appropriately for the, the appropriate body. event. Yeah. You know?
0: Seriously though. So Lexi, I kind of think we're,
1: we're getting, we're
0: getting close to the end here. Yes. Um, but, I think I just want to make sure we take notes, guys. We, we like kind of try to plan things in life. It's great. So I just want to make sure that there is nothing that um, that we haven't said that we wanted to say. I think
1: I want you to repeat this line. That one is just so good. I don't. I can't tell which one you're pointing to. There okay. we go. Um, oh, 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 yeah. That one is the best one. Okay. The one that you that you jumped on the first time. It was. it's from the catechism and it says modesty protects the intimate center of the person it means refusing to unveil what should remain hidden yeah and I, I do I think that that's really what modesty is yeah. it, it's protecting the intimate center of the person refusing to unveil what should remain hidden and remember that's out of that's out of the goodness of the thing not because the thing is shameful not because you are shameful or your body is shameful but because of how very good and how dignified it is um, we don't want we don't want to cast our pearls before swine, right? And I'm not saying men are swine. I'm saying like... Well, because it goes both
0: ways. We talked about exactly, that.
1: Exactly. Exactly. But like not everyone is worthy of you yep. and, and, it, and not everyone is worthy of your center. Let's put it that way, of, of the innermost center of your, your person um, and, and modesty protects that. And so uh, I think that this week, maybe we can challenge people, like pray about the way that you dress and the way that you speak and behave um and challenge yourself like am i am i really being modest and am i upholding the dignity of myself and of those around me by the way that i dress and the way that we talk to one another yep. you know am i guarding the hearts of the people around me am i guarding their center
0: mm that's beautiful and my own. i like that challenge that's really good Sweet. yeah good well guys thanks for listening today we and... you Uh, We appreciate you continuing to listen. And we are always open for follow-up questions. You know how to reach us, my friends. So don't be afraid to do that. Yes, indeed.
1: Have a good quarantine week. Have a
0: great week. And we will see you, but not actually, next Friday. (laughs) Bye. Bye.